Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, buddy. How are we doing, man? Pretty awesome. How about you, dude? Yeah. Um, went to a bar crawl on Saturday. Yeah. Right. It was uh, it was fun. Uh, all right. I'm like, I'll take your word for it. I'm like Danny Glover <laughs> and uh, Lethal Weapon, though. I'm getting too old for this shit. Right, right. But it's still a good time. <laughs> I'm dropping my phone. Yeah. I have nobody to call or text me anyway, so it's, it's all good. It was a... Uh, Oh, okay. Headphones are off. Headphones are off. <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, sounded like it was pretty cold out. Oh, dude, it was like, it didn't get above 50. And I didn't prepare for that. Where where was the, the crawl? Was this the St. Patty's Day crawl? This was, this was uh, Rich and Bennett's uh, St. Patrick's Day bar crawl right. in town Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the biggest bar crawls in the southeast. Um, yeah, she's just green. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's just green in Charlotte. Just yeah, yeah. stupid. Awesome. But everybody <laughs> was in like overcoats and peacoats and everything. Yeah, so yeah. not much green this year. It's too cold. Um, I bet green. I mean, everybody could have put on like the leprechaun jackets. I'm just saying. That would have been fire. <laughs> Which leads to another point. Why have we not done the leprechaun yet with Jennifer Anderson? I don't know. <clears throat> One of my we're, favorites. We're messing up. Yeah. All right. We'll definitely get it next year. <laughs> I was say, yeah, next year, yeah, next year, yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Um, let's talk about two movies that we both watched this weekend, man. I'll let, I'll I'll ask this question to move forward. You want to watch the good movie? You want to talk about the good movie? You want to talk about the bad movie that we watched? That's all. You, that's all I'm giving you. That's all I'm giving you, though. Uh, <clears throat> let's just do the the bad movie, I guess. Okay, so the bad movie was fresh. <laughs> okay. And like not bad, like it was a bad, like horrible yeah. movie. It was a disgusting movie. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I I mean I actually I enjoyed the movie. It was just yeah. gross. It was just gross. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It was it was really textured, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um you have this young girl living in this unknown city and she's by herself. Uh she has one one friend. They just hang one. out and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But date, the dating scene sucks. Yeah, I mean it's all uh, all about the apps at this point, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So she actually meets up, meets this one guy, and come to find out that he's a doctor, yeah, of plastic nature, but also he's a cannibal, right, right, and coaxes girls to his lair out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, and you know we we talked about this one before, and like we were both wondering, like, how does this play out? Yeah, and it's it's gross, but it's a little more, uh, for lack of a better word, I guess, elegant in nature than it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he just finds people and just eats them. Like, there's a whole there's a whole business. He there's has a, a whole he's an entrepreneur enterprise <laughs> here, 
right? He's There's a, a whole enterprise he, here. He's a human flesh mogul. He has a whole thing going on. He really does, man. He really does. So this movie is on Hulu. Um, it's a two-hour movie. The first 30 minutes, you're like, oh, okay, this is like a sweet rom-com. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't know what like fresh means or the hand that's like the poster really mean yet. And then she falls. And then I'm like, oh, God, here yeah. we go. Yeah, if we hadn't seen a trailer for it, it really could have, you would have not known what was going on at Exa- all. Exactly. That he exactly. was the, the point of all this of this whole movie. Uh, yeah. Just uh, it passes was, out. That's it. But it was gross. <laughs> for ninety minutes, it was just nothing but grotesqueness. Just disgusting. Like it was. It was a really like sexy movie. Those first thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then like that just goes away, and everything else is just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he is just harvesting people. Exactly what he's doing. He's harvesting women. Yeah, taste better than men. Yeah, that's that was yeah, literally a line. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh my gosh. Uh, but like the movie. Yeah, she lost that. Yeah. What's that? Her butt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone. It was gone. Disgusting. Uh, what did he say? Was it like thirty thousand dollars or something like that yeah. for a butt? Yeah. It's just <laughs> just what? Like if you can if. Gore and blood and this weird theme does not bother you. I highly recommend watching this. Um, But that was the kind of weird thing, though. Like, it was gross, but it wasn't, like, gore like some horror movies. Not until the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the end got, yeah, the end was a little little messy, but I think that was kind of the, the, the story of, like, them overcoming all yeah. this BS. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was weird. I, the one thing I do want to talk about with that movie real quick is this is why women are so standoffish to guys. Yeah. 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 Shit I, like under, this. This movie is not going to help any. <laughs> it's not going to help out at all. Right. Uh-huh. So like all you single guys out there, the next time that she, doesn't like your pass or your move or, or what you, you say or whatever. It's because there's weird ass people in weird ass movies mm-hmm. like this that scare the crap out of them. Okay. Well, why do, why do the, why do women love true crime podcasts so much? Right. That's, that's a question that we still trying to figure out. They are protecting themselves and learning how to do it. So after watching this, yeah. I am all for it. Yeah. All right, man, let's go ahead and talk about the other one real quick. Um, Adam Project, dude. Let's talk about how cute this movie yeah. was, man. Dude. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it was kind of everything I felt like it was going to end up being. Comedy, the action, uh, the fight scenes were pretty dope. <laughs> and, Is that a lightsaber? Yeah. That's not a lightsaber. It's not a lightsaber. It's totally a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what's fun about Ryan Reynolds movies is that there's always that push across the the fourth wall. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with the lightsaber thing, like you knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> like I knew. I didn't like when I saw the trailer. That's the same thing I did. I was like, it's like a lightsaber. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so oh yeah, it worked out perfect. But then, like this was just a. I don't know what I watched first. I think. I think I watched Fresh, and then I watched the Adam Project. Oh, I, I watched, think watched Adam Project Friday when I got home from work. Like, grabbed a sandwich and told my wife, "said I'm about to watch this movie. If you want to come in here or not, that's fine." <laughs> that was, <laughs> it's it's on. It's about to come on. Right. So, like you know, this was so it was just a really cute, like heartwarming film, mm-hmm. right? But I will say this, right? Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds. And we love that, right? Right. We talk about that with a couple yep. of other guys as well. Um, this movie, he actually stretched his old acting chops, man. <laughs> and I appreciate yeah, that, yeah. right? There's something yeah. about Ryan Reynolds where, like, he doesn't show that much emotion because mm-hmm. he's always, like, there's always a joke. Right, If something right. serious is about to happen, he gets out of it with a, with a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart d- does that crap as well, but mm-hmm. 
like he actually got down and was like e- emotional, right? Yeah. And this yeah. and that was really enjoyable. I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed that, man. Um, this was a really cute movie. Highly recommend. Only like an what, an hour forty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not mm-hmm. long at all. Got the great Mark Ruffalo in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, one of the Jennifers, Jennifer Gardner. Yes. Yes, day. She was in Yes, Yes Day. Yes. We was. did that movie. We did. Boom. See? Yeah. It, all, it all rolls around. Right? All rolls around. Big circle. Big circle of things. <laughs> awesome, man. So your favorite part from the Adam Project. Talk to me. Ooh, uh, honestly, I think, uh, you know, the scene where they're, they're outside of the facility and the young Adam is flying the drone. That was badass. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was pretty badass, that, dude. You know, re- real quick off the top of my head, that was probably the, that's the scene that pops in first. Um, it's just funny him sitting there, he's just like stalling, right? And Big Adam's yelling at him, you know, let's go, you know, whatever, whatever. And he's just he's just having a good time flying that thing. So that was my favorite one. Dope, man, dope. So I love. I've always liked Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> and he was. We, you know, we talk about sometimes like that heartbeat of the movie. Yeah. And it's usually like a, it's always usually a person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the heartbeat of this movie definitely was like Mark Ruff, who's like connecting between the, the two yeah. Adams. Yeah. And just that scene at the end of them like playing catch, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was just so like, those yeah. heart strings, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm a gangster, so only <laughs> one tier. But, yeah, yeah. Heart strings, man. Yeah, that was uh definitely was everything it was meant to be. When yeah. They made it. Um yeah, it, I find it funny like the way the different movies explain time travel. I love it. I love though. it too. I love it though, dude. <laughs> Cuz it's always just a little something different <laughs> like uh but, and it it's always kind of the same but it's explained differently. There are they're like there's basic ground rules yeah, to, yeah. to time travel, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But every movie kind of has their own gimmick and style mm-hmm. about how we're going to get to the future or yeah. to the past or whatever. And that's what I love, right? This was like a time travel spaceship type thing, yeah. right? Back to the Future was a dope-ass 80s DeLorean, yeah. right? Um, Endgame. In- yeah. What they did, right? They basically they screwed all the rules. And were like, we're going to do our own yeah, time yeah. machine yeah. type thing. So I love it, dude. I think it's fantastic that he travels back in time. Then he picks up his younger self and tries back in time again. Like, <laughs> screw everything, right? Yeah. Screw, screw all the, screw worried about anything. You're not supposed to, like, look at yourself, yeah. right? Interact with your, your former or, or self. They said, yeah. screw all of these rules. Yeah, man. yeah. And he could have very well <laughs> ran into his even younger self. He really could have. He really could have. You're not supposed to have to interact with your parents. Yeah, yeah. But screw all of those rules Everything's up. bad. I love it, though, man. All right, and before we actually move forward, man, I do want to talk about we're getting Deadpool 3. Yep. With Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy, the director of The Adam Project. He also Mm -hmm. worked with Reynolds on Free Guy. So this is their third collaboration together. I'm pretty excited, man. I I hope uh, the MCU makes this still a rated R movie. Sean Levy has yeah. never really jumped into that kind of rated R territory. Right. Well, that's what he's got Ryan Reynolds for. That's what he has Ryan Reynolds for, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about this, man. Hopefully that movie drops next few years, man. Yep. So. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I'm Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for Deep Water, Firestarter, and our Movie of the Week, Burn After Reading. seasons in right yeah just finally getting into our getting into a groove right (laughs) (laughs) well it took a little over a year (laughs) 
All right, man. Uh, new week, new trailers, bro. Let's talk sure. about this uh, Ben Affleck on a the Armist flick, uh, Deep Water. What are your thoughts? Uh, interesting. Uh, looks like a like a uh, slightly open relationship type thing going on. Let's where, call it what he, he looks like. Where, a cuck, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's what he seems like. Uh, you know, it's that's fine. <clears throat> That's exactly what's going on, dude. We have a we have uh, a we have a R rating <laughs> pod, so we just gotta let it happen sometimes. As long as my mother and grandma are not listening, I mean, we're, we're good. You know, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of people in Charlotte and Concord and stuff that listen. So, <laughs> really <are> <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what were your thoughts? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, um, it looks like it's. I mean. The only thing I saw in there that was like kind of weird other than like his wife just being with all these different people was there's like a dead guy in the pool. Weird. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we don't I, know where that came from, where I, that goes at all. At a party too. Like yeah, it was it just, like he came home yeah. and saw a dead body. Like they were, there was a party yeah, going on inside. And then, and then the wife's just like yelling through the door and then there's a dead guy in the pool. Other than that, it looks like she's just out having her good times and she... Seems like it's fun for him is what she thinks. Looks is what like him just like yeah. watching all that's going on. She's like, yeah, that's cool. This I'm gonna have my good times. You just hang out. Yeah, and, and if you like this, that's awesome. I mean, <laughs> six foot four Ben Affleck is kind of yeah. big to be the yeah. type of guy. But yeah, hey, man, yeah. whatever your kinks are, yeah, yeah, if that's what you're into, you know, whatever. <clears throat> now, nah, man, this looks like a really like <laughs> sexy like uh, noir thriller type type thing, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like it's going to be like a lot more layered. Yeah, um, that's going to unpeel at this movie, right? We just think that they're in this open type of relationship where she's able to do whatever the hell she wants to do. But there's probably more to the reason as to why, because they also have a kid. I, I would hope so. You would think. I mean, I mean. People do your thing. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. wrong with anything that, that you guys do. Um, <clears throat> but that's what it looks like here, man, especially with her um, various lovers who are going right. to start disappearing. I mean, Vic Van Allen, Ben Affleck is a big old boy, yeah, so yeah. You know, he can do some damage now. <laughs> I don't know, man. This one drops actually on the 18th of March, so... Okay. If you're listening to our pod on opening day, which is Thursday the 17th, tomorrow you get to watch this. Yep. I don't make our pods timely anymore yeah. or just just watch it whenever. Yeah, guys. Yeah. It'll be on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> we'll drop this on, on our socials on that day for you guys to check the trailer out. All right. Well, it's got Firestarter, man. Yeah. This remake of a uh, Stephen King flick. Novel, talk to me, brother. Oh, uh, looks like it's gonna be pretty, uh, pretty wild. So pretty, we got, pretty wild. So we got a young girl who's got the power to create, and she's learning to control the fire, right? Yeah, like fire, or maybe it's just explosions that cause things to catch on fire. Um, I don't know how it works quite yet. I didn't see the first one, so. Uh, but they're on the run. Obviously, she's got powers. Obviously, there's people coming after her. Scientists. Yeah, it's just the way things are. They got to poke and prod yeah. her. Yes. And figure out how they can uh, replicate her yeah. because there's money in that, right? Yep. Military, sci-fi yep. stuff, man. It, it, it's like a tried and true uh, thing. Happens all the time. Happens all, all the, the time, time here. <laughs> but what does she look like she's going to do? It's like she's going to burn everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's uh, ready to start fighting back by the end of the trailer. Yeah, man. Um, Zach Afron plays uh, Papa Firestarter. Yeah. Uh, Andy McGee. Uh, we got Ryan Kiera Armstrong as the young lady Firestarter here. Kurtwood Smith. Oh, yeah, that, that 70s show. So there's some good people in here, man. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to catch this one in theaters. Um. The first one was not bad. Mm-hmm. 84. I did catch that in the early 90s. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, this might be a wait for me to post up on the couch yeah. and catch it or something of that nature. So, But we'll post this on our socials, man. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not really excited for it, but <clears throat> it's a trailer. I told you yeah. guys we're not going to have good trailers every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sometimes they're I good, mean, sometimes they're bad. Deep Water does look good. 
but Firestarter, not so much. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, man. Um, let's jump into this very interesting movie, dude. Yes, you ready? Very interesting. <laughs> All right, dude. We got Burn After Reading. Uh, this dropped in the good old year of two thousand eight. Oh yeah. So we've reviewed a few movies from this yeah. from this year, right? I'm gonna try to uh, hit us off with some movies that I haven't discussed before. Mm-hmm. So we have The Happening. I've probably already messed it up already. Most likely, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> like 17 times. Uh, Babylon AD, Inkheart, The Reader, Bronson, Twilight. I probably said that as well. And my dad's favorite movie right here. Uh, shout out to uh, B. Rob Taylor. There you go. Your name is not Taylor. Your name is Robinson. I don't know. I've been drinking tonight, guys. <laughs> Joking. Um, straight water in my cup. Yeah. Appaloosa. Right. My dad really loves this like Western movie, right. Appaloosa. Um, I don't know. He's he likes westerns. That's fine. Old, old black guy that likes wet westerns, man. You know, I'm I'm with it. Yeah. He's been telling me since 2008 to watch this movie. You ever watch it? Nope. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> you're going, right. going too soon, though. Right? <laughs> you know what? It I think it's streaming somewhere. I'll you put probably, it on. I'll add it to the queue. You've been meaning to watch that soon since like 2008. <laughs> I'll get to it. <laughs> Pretty soon. I open up like net Netflix. It's the first thing there. Hey, watch me now. I'm good, bro. <laughs> I got to finish Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, dude. Uh, Burn Out the Reading is written and directed by the brothers Joel and Ethan Cohen. We have a $37 million budget with the box office bringing in $163.7 million. Oh, yeah. So good payday for them. Uh, starring in this movie, we have George Clooney as Harry... Faffer? I don't remember how they pronounced it. Now that I'm reading it. Far, 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 far enough. Harry P. Harry P. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank, Francis McDormand as Linda Litsky, Brad Pitt as Chad Feldheimer, John Malkovic as Osborne Cox, Tilda Swinton as Katie Cox, Richard Jenkins as Ted, Elizabeth Marvel as Sandy P. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, David Rush as CIA officer Palmer Smith and the man right here above my shoulder. The myth, the living legend, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, J.K. Simmons. And they didn't give him a name in the thing. He was just called the CIA superior. <laughs> but it was perfect. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, almost cussed right there. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> I cannot wait yeah. till we get to it. Uh, <laughs> so that was our, our main cast. Oh my gosh, this is such a good movie, man. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, get that quick synopsis yeah, out of you, brother. So we have a couple of messed up marriages going on. Uh, some employees from a gym find a CD with some very private information that they are trying to use to blackmail one of the husbands of said messed up marriages. Uh just a big, messed up, intertwining story. Oh, yeah. Just terrible. Uh, but at the end of the movie, it seems that only the ladies make it out okay. This is true. Yeah. yeah. This is very, very true, man. <laughs> All right, man. Let's, uh, that was fantastic. Let's go ahead and jump right into these characters, man, because that's the most fun mm-hmm. part about oh, yeah. this movie, right? Um, <clears throat> off the bat, man, we got to start with John Malcolm. He's like the catalyst, right? Like, this movie does not continue without him. Yeah, yeah. So we got John Malkovich. He is uh, played playing Osborne Cox, and he is a CIA analyst. <laughs> uh, he's married to Katie Cox, Tilda Swinton, and he gets fought. Well, he gets demoted yes, yes. from his analyst position and just ends up quitting. Correct. They were just trying to move him. This dude basically walks in there, says, F you, F you, F you. You're not even cool. F you and F you. I'm out, right? (laughs) But, like, that's the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah, so pretty much, yeah. (laughs) You're like, okay, John, you are coming with the performance. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, And then he decides that he's going to, he he goes home, tries to tell his wife, (laughs) 
doesn't have the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because she, she's really overbearing. But we'll, we'll talk about that. And ends up going to write a book, yes. memoirs of his time with the CIA. The thing with that man is like a lot of these analysts and, and CIA type State Department guys, they do this. They always yeah. write a book. They want to be a New York Times bestseller yep. and tell their time in Washington. There's a million of these type of yes. books. So it's nothing new. It's nothing different. It's just that he has nothing else going for him at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really does. He's just got his boat. Uh, which, which is being used by some by somebody else. Yes, that too. Which we'll, which we'll definitely talk about, man. <laughs> Not dude, but John Markovich is uh, as Osborne Cox. Dude is extremely intelligent, um, but he's also like an oaf. He really is in this movie, man. And it's like fun to watch. Right. He's just uh, very outspoken. Yeah. As we see in the opening scene, uh, as we see through all the scenes, the very end of the movie, he is not afraid to, I guess, put his foot down. Yeah. Except for it to his wife. <laughs> he, he, that ain't happening in that house. <laughs> not, not with old Tilda Swinton. Nah, yeah, dude. nope. nope. Sorcerer Supreme right there, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't messing with her, bro. She got the, got the time stone. Yeah. <clears throat> No, but yeah, he's he's the catalyst, right? So he creates this memoir, um, puts it on a CD, and that's where the fun starts, right? Yeah. Um, let's move down here to uh, Francis McDormand, man. We have Linda Litsky. She is a uh, gym employee. Hard bodies. I love that name, by the way, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's a gym employee. Um but she's not happy with herself, her body, her Correct. looks and everything, right? Correct. She's a woman in her 40s um, looking for love, has taken her body, according to her, taken her body as far as it can go. She wants to get some plastic surgery done, right? Some reduction, some lifts, some tucks, stuff like that to make her more desirable. Right. And she gets denied. <laughs> <laughs> it's the... That was kind of the, the the part that caught me off was uh, she was trying to go through her insurance to get these surgeries, and they're like, it's, it's all elective. elective. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. Elective. Don't, it's not nothing you you need. You need you know it's something you want. Um, so this starts that whole mentality that she has where she's gonna go and do anything, for, anything for this. Yes, surgery specifically. <laughs> care about anything else? Couldn't care about anything else. Just needs these surgeries. Yeah, so it, it's got Francis McDormand in, in this character, right? And Francis usually plays like a very smart. She probably she usually plays like the smartest person in the room. Mm. This movie, you know, she's a blonde in this movie. She's kind of playing. I don't want to say dumb, but no, like not, a, like no. a, oblivious, I guess. Yeah, would be a she, good word. She seems to overlook everything yes. important other than getting her surgeries. Yeah, when that's your north star, <laughs> like she has blinders on yeah, at yeah. this point, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, she will do whatever. She's accompanied by another, uh, gym employee, one of the, one of the trainers and my, uh, second favorite character in this whole movie, man, Brad Pitt as Chad (laughs) Feldheimer. I mean, let's talk about this guy, dude. What were your thoughts? Just, uh, so like upbeat the whole movie. Oh, dude, so positive. Uh, So (laughs) positive. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just so positive and, and just enjoying life. Um, could care less about consequences, consequences of anything. It seems. Yeah. Um, he is the fuel that pushes this movie forward with, uh, with Linda. Like he is telling her, you know, we need to, you know, once they figure out what's on the CD and we can use this to blackmail this guy, we can do this, that, or the other. And, uh, doesn't work out for him, but <laughs> well, they think well, great. like he gets <laughs> one of the gym employees finds a finds a CD yep. in the locker room, brings it to Chad. Chad pops it into the computer, and and Chad thinks it's like super classified CIA yeah, espionage yeah. secrets, right? Yeah, we already told you what this disc is is what's on this disc. Yeah, yeah. But him and and Linda, they take it to the extreme, and they're thinking <laughs> that they're going to be a good Samaritan, mm-hmm. or they're going to blackmail Osborne. I love how the CD's lost too. How we find that out? <laughs> That's dude, so good. A a I do the Cohen brothers. 
their movies are tight, bro. <laughs> I've, I've, se- I've not seen them all. I need to. I need to, like, go back yeah. and watch all of their movies. But their movies are tight, bro. Yeah. You will, s- like, everything will make sense, always. All right, listeners. We're going to take a quick break. Yo, JV, um, why do we never talk about sports movies, man? I don't know, man. Is uh, now a good time as any? Uh, what do you got to say? All right, check this. I mean, look, what type of movie podcast would it be if we didn't talk about the very best in sports movies, man? All yeah. right. Thanks. There's Rush, the racing movie, not the amazing band, but I wouldn't mind a little Neil Peart all in you. Right. Okay? Right. Then there's Moneyball, you know, with the amazing, good-looking Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, the sports drama about putting together a fire baseball team with as little money as possible, right? Fantastic cast, fantastic script. It's just a great movie. Yeah. Also has uh, Chris Pat as a baseball player. And, of course, there's Samuel L. Jackson and Coach Carter. Yeah. You know, he's just dropping F-bombs for, like, two hours on Chad and Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I, di- I digress, right. man. Uh, what are some of your favorites? Well, uh, Ed is one of them. Fire. The baseball playing monkey, right? <laughs> uh, Space Jam was that's, a good one. That's a good one as well. <laughs> uh, sea Biscuit. Uh, <laughs> Toby McGuire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spider-Man <laughs> in that one. Uh, and obviously all of the Air Buds. Obviously Air <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, there's always one more I want to talk about, man. Yeah. It's my favorite one. I want to talk about the magic that is Remember the Titans. Oh, yes. Uh, one part football movie, one part end of school segregation error mm-hmm. type movie, two parts Denzel Washington, and like nine parts awesome. <laughs> okay? Yes. yes. It's just yes. a fantastic film, film, man. With the amazing ensemble cast that includes Will Patton, Wood Harris, Donald Faison, Ethan Supley, Nicole Ari Parker, and a very young and at times horrible DB, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I mean, dude was such a liability at cornerback, okay? <laughs> the entire time. He really was, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, is that off your chest now? Clay? I feel good, man. Okay. Yeah, thanks, okay. thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem, man. Appreciate you letting us, letting us hear that. Uh, you guys know the socials, though. Uh, you can hit us up and let us know about your favorite sports movies and maybe a few that we need to talk about as well. Oh, yeah. All right, so Chad, uh, Brad Pitt, he uh, he really is like not caring about bad things in life. Like he just he's riding his bike, he's working out. Um, so his plan is to blackmail um, uh, Osborne, and Osborne pretty much. Calls his bluff on the whole thing. Oh, 100%. Uh, Zero cares. <laughs> he says, I know who you are now. And uh, basically is like, why are you doing this? Like, he just really wants to know, right? Yeah. Like, he just really wants to know who this guy is and why he's trying to blackmail him for his book. I love it how, at first, uh, Chad's motivation, he's like, if I return this, we'll get a reward. Yeah. But obviously, he doesn't come off of that when you call somebody at three in the morning, <laughs> and with the creepy voice too. With the creepy voice too, right? <laughs> I'm a good Samaritan. Well, he asked him like, "Is it Osborne Cox?" Like six or seven times. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, one hundred percent yes. Um, no man. So he was trying to be a good Samaritan, and yeah. at first. You know, he did that, but then moved over to, you know, we're just going to blackmail this guy. If yeah. He's going to be an a-hole. Or like, and then, like, Linda's character gets into the mix, right? And, like, <laughs> they are, we're not we're going to show him who's boss. Let's uh let's paint this picture when they're both listening to the same landline. <laughs> oh, boy. Landlines. Landlines. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's some good times. Dude, good so time. he's... He is in the, he has the kitchen phone. Yeah. She has the living room phone. She lives in a little apartment. So they're both lit listening. Yeah. And Chad's kind of doing his thing. Is Osborne Cox, yeah. Good Samaritan, all that stuff. Uh, Cox kind of gets highly upset with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Flip, flips out, starts cussing, yelling, wakes up his wife. Um, And then Linda gets in it. Yep. And at that point, they're just thinking nothing but blackmail yeah. the entire time. 
And that's like another catalyst in this movie, right? That gets us deeper and deeper into this movie, yeah. man. Then, then you start bringing in the, was it the Russian embassy that they go to? <laughs> and they're just pretty much lapped at while they're there. Uh, it's a very, it takes a wild turn when they start doing the blackmail, yeah. Dude, it, it's fun though, man. Um, George Clooney has Harry Farr. We'll just call him Farr or Farrer, whatever. Harry P. I like Harry P, yeah. This dude is uh, married to his wife, Elizabeth yeah. Marvel, in this movie, uh, Sandy Farr. And he is a marshal, U.S. marshal, and has never fired his weapon. Right. Right. And that's, he makes that known a lot in the movie. It's very weird. But also he's a womanizer. Mm-hmm. It's when his wife is away or his wife is working or whatever, he has a relationship with Osborne's wife, Katie Cox. Yeah. He has a relationship with other women as well that he meets online. He ends up having a uh, romantic relationship with Linda. Yep. Right. Uh, he's all over the place. Yeah. But it's George Clooney, man. He's super cool. I, I love his conversation starters through the whole movie. Yeah. It's always asking about like flooring or <laughs> cabinets and stuff like that. Um, and he's just always talking. Dude. Get the gab, man. He's just always talking about something, whether it's relevant or like I said, just like, Hey, what kind of floor is this? Is yeah. this uh whatever? <laughs> Gift the gab, brother. Yeah, um, but a real, one of the key links to all the characters in the movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, he links to Chad. He links to Linda. Basically everybody there. There's some way or another. He's got a link to him except for maybe Ted. <laughs> True. <yeah. laughs> I, think Ted, I think Ted's the only one that he doesn't have some sort of relationship with in this movie one way or another. Yeah, dude. So he is, you know, he's really into fitness. Yeah. Um, really into Getting it on with the ladies. Five miles every day. Dude, just getting it. 5.2 maybe if you ask to. <laughs> but I love how he's like also, you know, he's been in the, the D.C. area for a while. He thinks he's, I think he thinks he's something, he's more important than who he actually is. Right. Um, especially when he's running and he just sees his black car kind of following him everywhere, right? Kind mm-hmm. of seeing what's going on. Um, he has no clue. He tries to chase it down. Like, hey, yells at him and stuff. But the car always gets away. <laughs> he's just super cool, brother. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because one, he has like the best lines in the movie. Um, and the whole time you're like, what do you, what are you making down there, bro? <laughs> What's going on in the basement? <laughs> the big reveal. Yeah. What's going on in the basement? Guys, if you've never seen burn after reading, and he starts making what he's making in his basement. And then like, he locks it up from his wife. So, so random, <laughs> like the most far away thing that I could think of that he was making in the basement. Because you start it with these big old like steel pipes. Yeah, he brings these steel pipes home and everything, <laughs> and you just see the creation, creation. And every time, like he, his wife comes down to the basement, and she yeah. and he's like locking it up, and scared that she's gonna see it, whatever. Covers it. Oh man, that was that was a wild reveal. <laughs> But so much fun, man. Um, Tilda Swinton, Katie Cox. Um, she's uh, Osborne Cox's wife. She's a doctor, um, pediatrician. Yeah. Very uh, British, overbearing. Um, in love with uh, George Clooney's Harry's character. Right. He's not in love with her. He's not really in love with anybody. He's not really in love with anybody. I think he's comfortable with his wife. Yeah. But doesn't love her. Um she was she was basically very evil in this movie. Mm. Um she doesn't care for her husband. Right. She talks over Harry. She doesn't like Harry's wife, obviously. Um, she didn't really seem to like kids either. She doesn't she really. Yo, she was so mean to that kid. That's her job. Your she job really is a was, pediatrician, yeah. and you were so mean to that kid. Yep, she was. Um, <laughs> but you know, she, she's another important piece to this, and how they're all kind of interconnected. Um, really quickly here, uh, we got Richard Jenkins as Ted. He is the hard body's manager or owner. Couldn't yeah. really tell. I think he's maybe like the manager. Um. He's in love with Linda. Linda doesn't see that. Right. Uh, 
because uh, Linda's in love with George, is uh, Harry's character. Um, and but he will do anything for this girl, mm-hmm. and we definitely see that. And it turns out horrible for the yes, guy. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> just, just terrible. Man, yeah, the ending of this movie was crazy. <laughs> All right, my um, my two favorite characters here, um, uh, David Rash, <laughs> CIA officer Palmer DeBaker Smith. Yeah, right. This guy has to report. They're literally watching um, Sean Malkovich. Mm-hmm. They're watching his wife. They're basically, you know, the CIA. So they're watching everybody. <laughs> yeah, and as that's happening, they end up having to see all these different people. One way, uh, you know, one way or another, they kind of all cross paths. And he has to report to his CIA supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> that's the guy's name. That's, that's yeah. J.K. Simmons' yeah. name. And their conversations, man, just the best in the entire movie. This is a tight movie. It's only like an hour 30, yeah, yeah. hour 45, maybe. But they're so tight. <laughs> well, well uh, Officer Palmer, he has to, uh, or Officer Smith, he has to deliver... The news, right? He's got to pass the information on to get approval for his plan. Yeah. And it's so fantastic. It's, all the news is like there's a little bit of good news, and then right after that's a bunch of bad news. It yeah. like messes up the whole plan. And basically just like the comic relief for the movie, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JK, dude. Okay, so obviously the man, the myth, the living yeah, yeah. legend, man, J.K. Simmons here. Um, as the CIA supervisor, we have Smith reporting to him, and Smith is like, "Sir, like it's morally we have to do this," and the supervisor's like, "No, we don't. I don't do that. I'll just cover it up. Yeah, burn the body, get rid of it." Or when the guys like, uh, <laughs> "We caught, we caught Harry uh, trying to catch a plane to Venezuela." <laughs> He's like, I don't know why he was going to Venezuela and J.K. Simmons because he can't extradite from Venezuela. So what should, what, what should we do? Put him on the plane go to Venezuela. <laughs> right? right? Get get the evidence out of here so we don't have to do any paperwork. What are you doing? Dude, okay. So it's funny that you say that, right? So um, once again, bar call this weekend. Yep. Um, this past weekend, excuse me. And... We're, we end up at Hooters, the group that I'm with. Fair enough. We end up at Hooters, and there's these two off-duty cops. Super cool. Mm-hmm. So me and a buddy start to go, go talk to them and everything. I'm like, what, what would happen if you got, if like a fight broke out or something? I'm like, what do you guys do? He goes, honestly, man, we don't want to deal with the paperwork. So we're just going to like really scare them and like get them out of the establishment. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't want to do the paperwork. Yeah, we're trying to eat wings. You were trying to eat some wings, okay? <laughs> we're trying to so, like, yeah. if you're in law enforcement, you don't want to do paperwork. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's pretty much his whole thing. And then, like, like you said, about burning the body or, or sending the guy on the plane just to get him out of there. Or uh, what was the other one, like, you know, towards the end where. Oh, yeah. So, it was like. <laughs> We, we have uh, Linda Litsky, and she's willing to uh, keep everything quiet. <laughs> the whole situation, she knows everything. She's yeah. like, okay. He's like, okay, what does she want? Yeah. Well, she wants these seven. Um, she wants these. You know, <laughs> it's so good. She, she wants these seven, like, um, plastic surgeries yeah. or whatever. And he, JK's character is like, how much? And do you start? He's like, don't worry about it. Just pay it. Just pay it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does not care. I don't want to do the paperwork. I don't want to hear this. Let's just continue monitoring until we don't have to monitor anymore, man. Oh, man. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Yeah. um, But, yeah, at the end of the movie, man, it's like the the women are just lucked out. They're good to go. You got to think about um, Harry's wife. Yeah. Uh, She... Is actually, you know, Harry thinks he's being followed the entire time because he is, but it's not like the CIA watching him. It's literally it's a PI. It's a PI who is investigating him because she's about to divorce him, Um, because he knows that he's she's a that he's a womanizer. So, yeah, man. So that's their amazing cast here, and they just keep the wheels moving on this weird, wild (laughs) ride in DC, man. Like you know, the whole like. 
DC, Maryland yeah. area, bro. It's just fun. Um, the sets and music, man, it looks like DC. A lot of this was filmed not in DC. Right. <laughs> a lot of it was filmed in like New York and stuff, but to keep, you know, I guess costs and tax incentives and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but it looks dope, man. It's yeah. It's got that normal um, Ethan and, and Joel, like, Cohen type of movie look. Wasn't a... Wasn't this film like an area of your your favorite musical? Right, my favorite Bur- musical, Brooklyn Heights. Isn't that where in the Heights? Yeah, yes. That's where this. That's where most of the movie was filmed. Nice, nice. <laughs> no, I knew, I knew New York. I didn't know Brooklyn Heights though. Let's go. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. Um, yeah, man. So this this looks good. The coolest thing, man, is like the music. The music is like goofy. Yeah. Um especially when they're thinking of their stupid schemes. <laughs> the music that follows Linda and, and Chad is just so much fun. Right. Because, like, they are not the most intelligent yeah, kinda people. Kind of dopey, dopey <laughs> kind of thing going on right We're here. about to do dumb yeah. stuff. <laughs> Why are we going to the Russian yeah. embassy? Yeah. <laughs> Russian embassy. They have nothing. Uh, yeah. All right, That's man. Um, let's jump over here to the theme. I don't really know, bro. Uh, yeah, this one yes. was tough, man. It was, um, you know, you have something completely pointless in my man's memoirs, right? Yeah. And how the thought of you having that and thinking it's of a value just spirals. Yeah. And it, like, causes a bunch of interconnected <laughs> lives to be over or yeah yeah definitely know, end up in venezuela or something like that so you know it's definitely a lot yeah i mean what's hard body's gonna do man <laughs> hard body's got nobody yeah, short staff real bad <laughs> hard body's yeah. short staff yeah. <laughs> pot over we're done yeah. guys we'll see you next week no, that's all I got for a theme, guys. Yeah, I mean, that's all. I don't fine. know of anything else. They were just oafs, and it was fun to yeah. watch, brother. Yep. <laughs> all right, man. So that's our conversation about Burn After Reading. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts about this movie, man? Talk to me. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure what this was going to be going into. Was this your first watch? First watch. First watch. Mine, too, man. Uh, I don't know. The, the story's just were so uh they moved so fast and there was, there was quite a few different storylines going on yeah but intriguing uh funny this is a lot more funny than i expected it to be hilarious uh, I, I enjoyed it i mean it kept me kept me entertained the whole time uh the, the different characters were so different Every time you jump to another scene, it was a different kind of type of comedy. Like uh, with Brad Pitt's character, he's just did you notice he wore like he wore an iPod the whole or a, like iPod shuffle or something, not a shuffle, the, the small iPod. So he had that thing on his arm the whole time, which made me laugh every time I saw it because they were like sitting eating lunch and he's got it on. So just stupid stuff like that, and then. Uh, JK's character, his delivery on everything, and these other guys just interaction. Uh, but that, I think the, the best part, the funniest part for me was the moment Harry revealed his project. Dude. Uh, like I said, just every scene just unexpected. <laughs> just didn't know. After that, too, I was like, okay, what? Anything could go, anything could happen now. But, like, what about, like, that was awesome, but like, did you expect when Harry was? And I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, yeah. when Harry was in the closet, oh yeah, 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 oh dude, that was so out of left field. Like yeah. the way the movie was going, I was not thinking that at all. No, I thought it was just going to be a, a passing, yeah, maybe run into each other, but not that. This movie's um, wild, dude. Yeah, it's very wild. Um, I'm gonna give this one a four out of five. Yeah, this week, um, definitely. Could watch this one a few more times and enjoy it. I mean, Good deal. You guys are just hilarious. Let you, man. Yeah, man. Um, you know, <clears throat> I've always known the Coen brothers as being really good storytellers, man. Mm-hmm. They're they're great writers. They're amazing directors. Um, 
And there's like I told you earlier, their scripts are always so tight and everything mm-hmm. that they do with the movie. Uh, this one, the exact same. Just yeah. fun, over the top. Everything makes sense. Everything comes back. Yeah. As well. Yeah, like I'll say with the the way the CD, like, because you're like, okay, who who dropped the CD? <laughs> exactly. You know, and then you find out later who did, and it's just completely random. So Fantastic. Good. <laughs> so good, man. Um, yeah, performance performances were fire. Uh, JK just killed it as a guy who just doesn't want to deal with this at all, right? Oh, 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 man, Smith was like, yeah, we're also going to uh, tag team this one with the FBI. Yeah, yeah. JK was like, no, the hell we're not. Like, we're not doing it at all, right? They don't bring them guys in there. They're going to want paperwork, man. Um, This one gets four buckets out of four buckets out of five as well for me, man. This was a good one. I I could definitely watch this again. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this was a fantastic flick. Awesome. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Burn After Reading. Next week, we will be discussing 21 Bridges. That's streaming on Netflix. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.